1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor dot fm recording platform super easy distributes our podcast to many many different platforms there's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer check out anchor.fm or download the free anchor app to get started you're listening to the real down Sponsored by Catch Photo Release Tournaments. This is your premier tournament source. Here are your hosts, Sam Jones and Dan Perry. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey. This is the real down. Hope you guys all had an amazing holiday weekend. Coming at you with another epic guest. We're excited about uh, tonight's show. We're going to be talking about a new tournament format, something that we haven't seen before that includes kayak fishing and other vessels as well. I think it's going to be an interesting show. Got a pretty epic guest. We'll introduce him here in just a second. Dan, how you doing, my man? Living a dream, man. Excited to talk to, to our guest tonight. Find out it's definitely the only series in the country doing this that I've ever heard of. So super interesting, great topic, great format. Just going to be a good night and a good podcast. Looking forward to it. Absolutely, man. I am too. You know, uh, like you said, it's something completely different than we've seen. And so I think it'll be, I think it'll be interesting for sure. Um, so did you have a good Thanksgiving, man, though? Did yeah. You, you, went, went back home down to Biloxi and got to hang out with the folks and hang out on the beach. Didn't bring the kayak, but you know, it was, it was beautiful being down there anyways. Hey. Weather was great. How about you? Oh man, it was uh, cold and raining, but the food mm. was good. Bird. Bird turned out perfect as always. Couldn't be happier. All right. Well, let's get this thing kicked off because we got, like I said, an epic guest, some cool stuff to talk about, and a couple tournaments to talk about finally as well. So Yeah, we do. Last few of the year. Without further ado, let me introduce tonight's epic guest, Frank Polifrone, also known as Frankie Provolone, a.k.a. Slay Nation Frank. How we doing, buddy? Woo! What's up, Dan? What's up, Sam? How we doing, babies? What's, What's going on? Liking Watch, that huh? uh, northeast style and flair you brought to the brought to the show just then. That's right, dude. All, 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 I got all the southern boys in the Midwest. Now you got to get a Yankee in here. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like a big triangle. 
That's right, dude. Triangulation, Dan. Triangulation. <laughs> We're going geometric tonight. That's right. Geo, only- geo, what? Geo, geo. I'm a fisherman. I don't, I don't know these terms. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, anyway, one of the names you go by is Slay Nation Frank which uh, is what we're talking about tonight, Slay Nation Tournament Series. So before we get into uh, Slay Nation and what that's all about, why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into fishing, and then ultimately how you uh, founded this this new tournament series. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on, first and foremost. What up to all the Slayers out there, right? Um, and so, you know, just like anybody else, man, I'm, well, I'm a Connecticut born and raised, right, up here in CT. Um, you know, got into fishing like most most of us have, man. You know, a family member or a friend, somebody introduced us to the sport, and we fell in love with it, right? I remember being, you know, seven, eight years old, going out with my uncle. He was a big influence in my life. Um, you know, I had a great neighbor next door to me who gave me my first fishing pole, I caught, uh, you know, I got 27 inch pickerel, one of my first fish and just fell in love with it since. And, uh, you know, the passion sticks with you. That's the great thing about fishing is it's something you can do no matter what age and, um, grab a pole and you can walk down the street and do what you love. You don't need to have a boat. Um, so, you know, uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, I've got two, two beautiful kids. So being a daddy is number one in my life and being a, you know, a loving husband to my wife, Christine Provolone. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's first and foremost, man. And then uh, other than that, I'm a phys ed teacher. So I've been working with youth for a long time, about 18 years, uh, coach basketball all across Connecticut. And, um, you know, it's the full-time gig. And then, uh, then we got Slay Nation, baby. Then we got Slay Nation. So that's my third kid. Nice. All right. So how much did the wife, like how much did you have to talk her into taking the last name? Like she tried, I mean, I, I guess in the Northeast is probably more common, but like, did she try and like, you know, make you take her last name? Hell no. And, and no. so listen, up, her last <laughs> name. So, so she, so, so I'm Calabrese Italian, right? Calab- okay. Calabria. And my wife, she's Sicilian hundred percent. So her last name is Farishano. So when I met her, I would make fun of her name and say Ferra Jaca. Like, yeah. Yeah, Christine Ferrajaca. <laughs> and then you got Paula Frone. So, I mean, I don't think it mattered whose name we took. It was a tongue right. twister, no matter what. But uh, Paula Frone has to live on, man. Dan, we got to mind our P's and Q's. Uh, this yeah. man might be connected. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know, dude. You never know. I've heard some stories about my father in law. Rest in, rest in peace. But oh, uh, man. <laughs> used to own a restaurant and i heard some stuff man slay nations a cover up for something else they slaying that's right. they're laundering money you end up with some concrete shoes out in the river <laughs> you watch out you heard about the hudson right <laughs> oh boy it's getting deep it's getting those, those deep quick pylons, those, aren't, those aren't pylons down there guys those are old bodies i was kidding <laughs> Going out there with your side imaging, <laughs> mega scan. <laughs> Look at that log. Look at that log. Look that's too- not a log. That's Johnny. That's that's, that's Capone. <laughs> Fifty feet over there, is Johnny's cousin. <laughs> Long lost cousin. 
Oh, goodness. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about Slay Nation. It's kind of an interesting format. Um, unlike anything we've seen, as we said earlier, you know, you're you're bringing kind of two worlds together here. Um, and maybe maybe three. So basically, it's a grassroots type feel to it. And it's John Boats, Kayaks, and canoes right or any type of plastic water vessel yeah i mean it could be anything that's safeable like uh, to be honest with you i even had we have a uh a florida member who asked if he could fish off of his paddleboard and i was like well listen i mean i don't see why not i was you know uh obviously i said you know if you're using a paddleboard you're in a, you know it's an open vessel like you know what i mean like even though a sit on top kayak is as well, it's a little different. Most times you're standing up in a paddleboard. So I was like, Hey man, if you want to fish in a paddleboard, go for it. You know? Um, so other than that, yeah, the main, the three main vessels are what you typically see 99% of the time is John boat, canoe and kayak. Okay. So what was the, what was the idea behind all this? What made you decide to put this all together, this format and, and furthermore, you know, just doing this all, you know, wh why? Absolutely. So, so I directed uh, for another tournament trail, not 2019, but previously, right in 2018, uh, really small trail started in Massachusetts. And then um, it was right before my son was born. I see a, I seen a post on Facebook, hey, looking for a director in Connecticut. And I was like, you know, I was a co-angler in the uh, American Bass Anglers for like seven years you know, the big boat stuff. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I came to a point where I was like, you know, I would love to try to direct, but never knew how to get into that opportunity. So I saw that post. I was like, Hey man, I'm interested. So I ran a Connecticut one. He ran the mass one very small. That was it. And it, it included this right. John boat, canoe and kayak. And so long story short, some things are going on that I didn't like to be a part of. And I said, Hey, uh, Sayonara. And I had Slanation in my back pocket. So I knew at some point I was going to branch off to my own thing because I knew I could do it. I found that I was good at directing. Right. Um, and uh, I enjoyed running the events. And, you know, once I said peace out and it was really small. So put it this way, I felt like, you know, and this is what all my members would tell me at that time was, Frank, stop being this guy's mule. Right. Because he I was pretty much carrying his trail, promoting it better than he was getting us better sponsors or partners. And, um, I mean, he might've had 12 members in Massachusetts and it was his own trail. And I don't like to talk about it. Like, I don't want to give him credit uh, for anything. Um, that's, that's the situation I got into. Um, and then Connecticut, my first year running it, I had 30 members, right? I was blowing him out of the water and I was working harder than he was. And, uh, and whatever he was doing things I did not like, it wasn't what was instilled in me and what I wanted to do as far as paying vendors and things like that right i'll keep it short and uh, i remember the day i said you know what there was a few things that went on i called them up i said hey man i'm out right that was it and then the following day called up one of my buddies uh, who owns tech baits soft plastic company um i said eric i'm done with you know this fella and i'm starting something i'm calling it slay nation and that's when it all started that's when that's when we started our roots and uh snow piled from there man um i loved the uh the three vessel idea the kayak canoe and jumbo because 
you know, that's how a lot of us got into fishing, right? Other than fishing from yep. the bank, you know, it really is. Um, cause when you're young, you can't afford these, the, the glitter boats, the nice, the nice bass boats or the nitros. It was a job boat for me. It was a canoe. I fished out a canoe for a, a long time. Uh, with one of my good buddies, who's my co-director and one of my best friends. And for ages, for like, you know, for years, we'd be fishing together at one of our favorite spots. And I'd be like, Dave, I mean, imagine if we could just fish together, like in a tournament trail like this, you know, in a tournament off, off the canoe with the trolling motor. And then, uh, that other mm -hmm. opportunity came up. I took it and then, um, and then I ran with it with Slay Nation. And that's how it kind of all began was a bad, ex it was a, it was like a blessing in disguise, although it was a very bad experience, right? As far as what I was dealing with from somebody else. And I'm a grown man, so I don't play games, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and it was just, it was bad stuff going on. I didn't like the way he was treating his members, his co-director and not paying people. I was referring him right to this day. Well, day. the best things normally are born out of, you know, situations sense, like man. that. So exactly. awesome, man. So how long has Slay Nation been going on? Slay Nation. Here's the funny part is we had our year anniversary from when I started our Instagram page, November 11th. So we are like a little over a year wow. to our, into our birth. Perfect timing to come on the podcast. Look at that. Nice. Like we planned it. It's like you planned it. We're looking at something, huh? Mm. Well, hey, um, my man Dan here has got a little a little fact sheet on this. Let's uh, let's run through the the fact sheet there, Dan, and then we'll kind of we'll kind of go from there. All right. So um, it's a six. And I just got all this from the website. Um, Sixty dollar membership, which includes a, and with that you get a long sleeve T shirt, discount codes from sponsors. Uh, pays for trophies, cookouts, giveaways, and the ability to fish any trail, any event, uh, like all the different tournament trails. You can go fish all the other ones, right? Correct. Yep. And and then besides that, everything else is a hundred percent payout, which is awesome. We've seen in some other tournaments they don't do it. You know, if if you can do it, it's awesome, man. Y'all do. It's great. Yeah. There's that transparency, and you know, everybody wants hate hundred percent payout. So that's yeah. awesome. Absolutely. And to to only have done this for a year, dude, you've got <laughs> trails all over. It's crazy. You've got Southern Ontario, Canada, like you're international. That's crazy. Yeah. Connecticut, where you're up at, uh, Georgia by me, Mass, Nebraska, Michigan, Central New York, New Jersey, Maine, Pennsylvania, Northern California, Minnesota, Central Florida, Southern New Hampshire, Texas, Oklahoma, and South Dakota. That's literally <laughs> coast Woo. to coast. We're trying. We're Man, trying so yeah, what, in a year. What do you think it is? What do you think the draw is? What do you think has got all these people rushing to become slayers and be a part of Slay Nation? Uh, well, I think it's because it's um, it's a platform that uh, provides the everyday angler with a tournament opportunity. You know, there's a lot of people that want to fish tournaments. Like, let's be honest, and they get intimidated, right? They're intimidated because when something's new, you're afraid. Right. Fear, which fear is, you know, fear is imaginary. It's what we conjure up in our mind. And we say, you know, I remember the first tournament I ever fished in as a co-angler and a big boat stuff. I remember walking in like, all right, you know, it's going to be super competitive. Here I am, this younger kid, um, never fished out of a big boat before, let alone in a tournament. And um, and then uh, you do it and you're like, there's nothing to worry about. And I think what Slay Nation is people feel comfortable fishing from 
you know, their own jambo, their own kayak or canoe. And they're like, all right, I don't need to have a lot of money. I got this in the, I already got one in the backyard. I got a buddy I can call up. Let me see what's up. It's, it's inexpensive, right? Even a $60 membership fee for the season. Yeah. That's not a lot, right? Um, same thing with the entry fee. It's $50 entry fee. If you have a buddy, you split that 25 each, right? And you have the potential of winning, you know, who knows up to a thousand dollars, depending on how many teams fish and, and, and get giveaways. And so, um, I think the attractiveness is we are getting uh, I, the credit goes to our directors, right? This doesn't happen without directors. Okay. Um, yeah. And I feel like when I do, so when I reach out for, to directors and we get interest, I do a phone interview, right? With every single person that we, we uh, you know, come in, in contact with. And I, I asked them a series of questions. I, I need to make sure it's a good fit. And I also, think that I have a nice job selling Slay Nation to our directors and saying, heck, because not for nothing, out of our first nine states in 2019 that we had trails in, um, half of those guys just started bass fishing, let alone ever fished a tournament. You know what I mean? And so the thing is, whether you are brand new or are fishing for years, a tournament angler or whatever it is, we're providing an opportunity for you to learn how to do it in a manner where it's um, stress-free, right? Because I have things in place. I have the ingredients in place to help these directors become successful. And if they follow it, then they are going to, and I'm with them step-by-step. Step. You know, it's just like being a teacher, which is my background, right? It's like having a student that's having trouble and whatever for, you know, whatever might be the ABCDs, right? And you're giving them flashcards, you're giving them quizzes, and you're teaching them along the way. It is the same thing. It's not hard. It just takes time and patience. And, uh, and I think the, the, the slayers across Slay nation, um, they see that it's like these, you know, when we put my post the pictures on a website of our directors, you know, it's not them with their arms crossed looking like these, you know, looking like, uh, Hey, you know, I've been fishing for 25 years and here I am directing a tournament trail. It's like just the average Joe Schmo, right. From across the nation. Um, that's saying, Hey, I want to bring something new to my state. Um, yeah, I'm new to this and I know you probably are too, but listen, we're going to do this together and we're going to have fun and we're going to fish and we're going to make it grow. And, you know, I think that's appealing. I think, um, you know, on our side, on the kayak side, there's all this talk about growing the sport, growing the sport and, and things like that. And then you hear from the elite and MLF guys, they talk about take a kid fishing or things like that. I, I, I literally can't think of another way or another person or organization that's helping to grow fishing in general and kayak fishing more than what you are just getting so many people involved and i i just honestly think that's the coolest thing i agree i appreciate that yeah. well that's the thing well that's the thing not for nothing like yeah you do hear you do hear um you know the pros right the mlf guys all that right and there's all that baloney going on back and forth between everybody right now which is sad to see because it's fishing at the yeah. end of the day and they're saying they want to grow the sport but what they're doing right now is deterring people from the sport by acting like that you know what i mean and yeah. so if you're going to sit here and say hey well i want to grow the sport but then you got to act like a big boy you know what i'm saying because what you're doing is these younger anglers that are on social media right and they see the banter back and forth you know, what are they going to say to their parents? Mom, how come, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so and, and -so are, you know, are, are you yeah, know, whatever. Sad. Shy rock. Mean, just say it. We're, yeah. yeah. We're, we're seeing it right now. Uh, yeah. The bashing, the different trails, 
on the pro level, the MLF, you know, the BASS, FLW, we're, we're seeing that. We're seeing the anglers go against each other, and it, it's it's crazy to me because I, I, I did. I grew up, you know, I hate to ever use the term idolizing these guys, but I grew up watching these guys and, and had a huge amount of respect for them. Um, I, I can remember getting up every morning if I wasn't outside fishing or down at the creek or you know doing something I was watching Bassmaster on ESPN and watching all the fishing shows you know reading the magazines and all that so I looked up to those guys and I know I know kids are doing it still now it's maybe a little bit more of the guys who are on YouTube you know because main it's not on mainstream TV Um, but still they're watching Scott Martin who by the way has done a great job with this whole thing for Um, you know they're they're watching these guys and it's sad to see what's going on and you guys are touching on so many points right now that I'm really kind of passionate about because I'm really big on the grassroots thing. I think it's important. That's why I think I'm kind of drawn to what you got going on here at Slay Nation because I can remember a time when I just had like a ten foot John boat and I would have loved to have gotten in a tournament, but I couldn't. You know, yep. and yep. I think I think it's appealing. And that's why kayak fishing has exploded in the way that it has. It's it's a low barrier to entry sport. And now you've just broadened that even further to those guys who maybe already have that John boat or have that canoe who, you know, aren't maybe necessarily looking at kayaks, haven't really gotten involved in that yet. Uh, so that's really cool. Now, one thing, another thing that's really different, and you touched on it a minute ago, was this is a team format. Yeah, correct. You could fish as a team or solo, you know, so they have the option. Um, to be honest, most people fish as a team, but then you have some, you know, some anglers that just want to fish by themselves, right? So um, and that's fine. How, how does that work when a guy's in a kayak? I can see a two-man canoe. I can see a jumbo, and there are even tandem kayaks, but most yep. kayaks out there, fishing kayaks out there are single, singular. Yeah. So how, how do you go about that? How does that work? Yeah, so there's a few, we've had a few kayak teams, um, both in, you know, the Massachusetts Trail and my Connecticut Trail this past season. And so, you know, they, they team up, but they have to stay within 20 yards of each other, okay? So you can't have one kayak guy at the north end and one at the south end, right? Then you're covering a whole yeah. lake, but we don't allow that. So they got to stay within 20 yards, we call it, because um, let's just say, for example, Dan and I are teammates, right? We have kayaks, but we don't have a hog trough. Right. So you show up to Slay Nation, you check in in the morning. So we provide hog trust if you don't have one. All right. It's one per team if you're using ours. So Dan can't, you know, if I I catch a fish and he has the hog trough, he can't be too far from me because now that fish, I'm either hanging it on my lap or, you know, I got to plug it on the donkey leash or whatever. Um, So he has to stay within 20 yards is not far. Right. That's within casting distance. And so, hey, Dan, I caught one. You know, he paddles over. We use that hog trough together. Now, if uh, these guys have their own hog troughs, which most do now, um, they still have to stay within 20 yards. That's it. And now, so the question is, well, how do you know they're staying within 20 yards? Yeah, that's right? exactly the question. I'm yeah. How do you regulate this? So, so I can't, right? Let's be honest. I can't, right? Because I'm fishing it too. I don't have a drone in the air, right? Going over, checking everybody how far they are. So you go by an honor system. Um, and I expect, and the thing is, we're not fishing large bodies of water either. So there are yeah. other teams that, you know, you're most likely you're going to be, you're seeing other teams no matter where you make a move. Um, and I haven't had any issues. Um, if anything arises, then I lay the hammer down. But right now I'm saying, hey, you know, here's an honor code. 
And when you, if you, if I find out you break it, well, guess what? That's it. You know, there's no second, third strikes. It's what, that's it. You, you're breaking the trust between the Slay Nation, between the other members and your buddies and myself. And when you join us in your membership form, it says that you're going to be honest and responsible. And uh, just like any format, you break those rules, um, you know, shame on you. And I'm not going to let it happen again because that's when things snowball. So you, you snap it once, set the tone. Um, but luckily we've had, we have some great, great members. Um, I've been around a few of the kayak teams, just like, you know, just stumbling upon a cove and they're always together, you know? And I think, um, I have my directors and myself set a tone where they get it. They don't want to miss out on something that's going on. And so I think they abide by the, 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 the rules. I think in any series, any level, you know, John boat kayak elite series, whatever it is. I like it. You can find a way to cheat, but you're yeah. eventually going to get found out. And whatever you do now, this day and age, you're done. You're Absolutely. done forever. And yep. I know here in Alabama, if you get caught cheating, it's a felony. So to go out there and, you know, for a small, a few hundred dollars to cheat and get yep. never be able to fish a tournament again and to get a felony, it's it's it would be the dumbest thing to try to do to, to make money. Absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. All right. So are these and Dan, you may have said this. I'm apologize if I'm repeating. Is this a five fish tournament? Yeah. Catch yep. photo release, five fish, two man teams. Mm-hmm. So is this are these individual events or is this an actual series in which there are angler of the year points and a championship and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yep. So it's the same thing. We know we keep a, a, a point standings, right? So every event you're, you're earning points for your angle of the year point system, right? So, you know, if you catch, it's just like KBF, right? You catch, you know, 34 inches of fish, that's equivalent to 34 points, right? And so we add those up throughout the season and we name our, our you know, the last season of, or the last event of the season is your angler of the year championship. Um, and you'll get your nice plaque and all that good stuff. And uh, so, yeah, nothing different than most of the kayak stuff that's out there. It's nothing different than fishing like, you know, the Bassmaster Elites. It's a five fish bag, right? You bring in your, so, you know, the thing is with us, and you, I don't know if you'll touch on it, but a lot of people ask, well, you're not, you don't use Tourney X, right? You don't do the online thing. And we don't. Um, and the reason behind that is I, w- I was thinking of using Tourney X just because it might make it easier to look at the fish and they'll total it up for you, right? Um, the reason I don't use Tourney X is because there's a lot of places I know I fish in Connecticut and Massachusetts and Maine where they get no cell reception. No last service. Yeah. The last thing I need is one person, just one person to say, Hey, I couldn't log my fishing. And then all hell breaks loose. We know how it goes. We could do everything right. Can work, be fine tuned. And then that one little experience, everything comes crashing down. Right? So we stay away from that. They take the pictures on their phone. They put them in an album. They're five best fish. They come in and my, you know, co-director and myself, we check them, right? All right, uh, Dan and Frank, how many fish today? Five, you know, I record everything on my event sheet and then on the whiteboard and uh, five fish, you know, and, and that's how we do it. And it goes quick, you know, it goes pretty quick. Now, do you guys have to use a tournament identifier like we do in most kayak fishing formats? Yeah, we, we do an identifier, but not, not the ones you guys use. Like we don't use a tourney tag. It's we'll either write the, the code on your hand in Sharpie mm-hmm. mark or yeah. some, uh, I let some trails use a bracelet and they put the code on the bracelet, you know? So okay. it's, it's one or the other, um, bracelet. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard of that. yeah like, a, like a concert bracelet, you know what I mean? Like yeah, a yeah. little 
comfortable. Yeah. So I well, like that. Good actually. idea. Yeah, good idea. The, and and the, this two clubs I fish here in Alabama, we don't use tourney X. So I mean, it's it's definitely doable with that. It makes more work on the mm-hmm. directors, but yeah, so, sometimes that that can be the best way to go. All right, yeah, how, how many how many spots? Yeah, how many spots are y'all paying out? Is it three for every tournament, or is it based on how many people enter? Exactly, it's based off how many teams fish, right? So our okay. payout table, our payout table will tell you. I think we go up to like twenty-five teams right now in that table. Um, so it depends, but let's just say, you know, you have a a decent field. Let's say you have ten teams show up, right? We're paying first, second, third, and lunker. So those are uh, those four places. Uh, our finishes will get uh, cash payout. And then what we do is, so we go by a boat number system, right? So when you check in in the morning, let's say it's Sam and Dan, right? You show up in the morning, you check in with me at the table. Uh, I'm going to say, Dan, pull a boat number. You know, I use a poker chip and I write a number on it, right? You pull it, mm-hmm. what number you got? One. So I'm writing number one on your hands with our our lay, our identifier, whatever it might be. Let's say we're fishing a place called Candlewood Lake. I would write one on your hand with a CL, okay? Uh, or I might mix it up and maybe write something else so no one could copy it um and so that boat number right i place that next to your your team name um so now the 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 day ends right let's say you both come in second place right after i get all the cash payouts going i take those boat numbers so we're finishing the cash put them to the side all the other boat numbers are left in the pot that's how we draw raffles for giveaways and and raffle prizes so we try to make it so if you didn't finish in the cash you have an opportunity to still win something, even if you fished horribly that day, whatever. You know, that was a thing when I fished in the ABA, right? You pay $150 entry fee. I'm on the back of the boat. I'm getting back boated, right? Because I might be fishing with some hot shot. I catch nothing. I'm like, damn. Yeah, I might have learned some new techniques, right? Whatever. But you come in, first place wins two grand, and then they do a raffle giveaway or whatever, and the kid or the guy wins $300 St. Croix rod and reel combo or something. Right. He just took home two G's and a brand new rod and reel combo. Right. So we I wanted to take that out of the equation and make it so everybody has an opportunity to win something. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And our our local up. clubs take a similar approach. I like that a lot. Well, yeah, like I've was. I've done well in a tournament before and then I could still win a raffle. And I've always felt guilty about that. Like I you know, I kinda wish I and I've I've given it back before so somebody else could win it because I always feel, you know, that I I've never liked that. So yeah, good yeah. on you. Yeah. Nice. So do do each of your different groups, your state groups, since they're kind of operating independently do they have like their own sponsors or do you just have like one set group of sponsors for the entire series that you're that you're using for these sponsor so, prizes yeah so we do we do both right i have I, i'm the one that takes charge of getting sponsors of partners for the entire trail right like i'm reaching out to like I guess you could say bigger named companies, right? My, you know, in quotation marks, bigger named companies. Um, but I also tell my directors, hey, if you don't get local support, your trail's not going to last, right? It just yeah. isn't. You have to, you know, and I'm big on local support because one, you're supporting the local bait and tackle and, you know, fishing industry type stores, right? The, the mom mm-hmm. pop stuff, you know, um, I'll take care of the other stuff, but I tell them, you know, like I have great sponsors in Connecticut. Like I'm talking phenomenal, like phenomenal. I'm supported a hundred percent here in CT and I get a lot of, you know, they help me out with a lot of giveaways. So I don't even have to use the bigger stuff I get from some of our bigger sponsors. I give that out to the directors. Um, 
But yeah, I tell them, I'll say, hey, you know, Vassier down in Georgia, listen, um, go hit up bait and tackle. You got a bait and tackle shop down the street? Yeah. All right. You go there often? All the time. Go hit them up. Hey, I'm, I'm directing a tournament trail down here. I'd love to support your business. Wondering if you wanted anything you want to provide at our events. You have brochures. You have a, uh, you know, a special going on. If you want to provide some, some things you want to try to get rid of or whatever. So, yeah, our, our Florida director and Texas director right now are, are smashing that. You know, they're teaming up with kayak shops in their area. And I'm like, that's exactly what I, you need to do. You know, so we do both. You know, I was like, uh, we'll get into that in a minute, but you know, we have a title sponsor I'd love to talk about soon. Um, yeah, but absolutely. We, have some, we have some bigger names, but yeah, we do a little bit of both because you have to, you, you know, you have to, um, you know, Slay Nation, Georgia or Slay Nation, Mass or Connecticut, you, they don't, not everybody cares about the whole rest of the nation. Right. So you have to get local support, right? It's how you're going to build yeah. interest in your, that's how you build interest in your community. And then, you know, you're going to grow you know, within, within your area. So, um, doing both local and then trail c- cover wide, uh, partners or sponsors is, uh, is both important. That, right. that name Vassier, I was wondering how you pronounce that. That's one smooth name. I like that. Um, Voss, so put Vassier. So I do a director <laughs> series live on Sunday. Sounds like uh, something you should sip. Yeah. Well, that's right. Nickname is Cavassier, dude. That's what I call him. Yeah. Heck so, yeah. Vassier, man, he's a good dude. I can't understand what he says sometimes. I all Frank, man, down here, man, not like, you know, yeah, man, like George. down here. Let's pull bass and boys, man. We call like poofy, man. And I'm like Cavassier. I'm like, dude, say that one more time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, sure. I mean, let, let's get in some of your sponsors. One, one yeah. of my saw one, one of your affiliates is the Sheepdog Fishing Network, and I, I, I just wanted to find out more information about that. I, I thought it was cool. Like I, I, I had to go on their website because it's something I had never heard about, and it's like. It's something yeah. for current military veterans, first responders, and their families. Uh, it's yeah. helping to bring people together with PTSD, and the hope is to, uh, you know, to try yeah. to decrease suicide overall. And yeah. Um, yeah, and it's those are bank fishing tournaments. That they're going to have some of those for, and it's just veterans, first responders, current military, and their families. And I, I thought yeah. that was my great to be affiliated with. Yeah, so we we actually sponsored them. We're one of their oh, okay. sponsors, and so that is a suicide prevention organization. Uh, T.J. Sullivan is the uh, founder, you know, ex-military, uh, and so they are you know passionate about uh, suicide prevention with you know EMT first responders and vets, and so that's dear to my heart. I have a lot of friends and family that served, and um, you know have had friends that battled with depression and all that. And so uh, um, we connected through social media somehow last year. I don't remember how, but we did. And it was, um, you know, whatever. So I said, listen, man, I would love to, to be able to bring you guys on board and we sponsor you. I want to, whatever you need, you let me know and I'll try to make it happen. So we raised funds for them this past season. Awesome. So a few of our trails, we did Sheepdog Fishing uh, Network fundraising events. So I did one here on Lake Lilanona, which is a beautiful spot. Um, in Connecticut, and we raised like 500 bucks here, and Nebraska raised a bunch of money, and we donated to uh, TJ and Sheepdog, and they updated to their new logo that you see now. Um, they updated their website. It wasn't as nice as it is. And so what he wanted to do is they, they help provide suicide prevention through outdoor recreation. So they provide these services or, or you know, can refer services to, you know, <clears throat> people in need in that, in, in that, in that type of demographic. Um, that need to get outdoors and, you know, hopefully find that savior, you know, 
And uh, so we're proud, very proud to be a partner of that. And they're, and they're very appreciative of it. And um, it's the least we could do for vets and people that give their life every day. So we can go out there and fish for stupid, you know, we can go out and do our stupid stuff, fish, you know, yeah. I know it's hard for us to think like that sometimes, but um, no, it's a good reminder. It's a good reminder it, for sure. In hindsight. So that's what it is. And yeah, he got into, he wants to do like little bank fishing tournaments. So he was asking my advice on some of the stuff and uh, you know, because that's something, you know, if somebody doesn't have a kayak or John boat, he's like, I'd like to refer them to Slay Nation, obviously, but if they don't, they could bank fish. And so that's how that came about. And you've got your own feeder series. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can move their way up to the Slay Nation. I, yeah. There you go, man. Moving up the Federation, dude. <laughs> Talk about grassroots. That's where it's at, man. Well, that's awesome, man. I, that's cool to see that you're not only, you know, running this tournament series and, and getting sponsors for your tournament series, but you're also giving back to the community. Yeah. And sponsoring these people that's really cool so that's sheepdog fishing um yeah. network and that's yeah. how people can find them on facebook and on the web yeah yep social media yeah on instagram and uh yeah facebook and instagram is their two bigger social media pages awesome <laughs> guys we'll go check that out um all right so let's talk about some of the people who are backing you who are behind your brand uh slay nation Oh man. So let me give a quick shout out because we had some amazing sponsors for our very first year. And I, I don't even call them sponsors to be quite honest with you. I call them partners because it is a partnership. Um, they're helping us. We're helping them, right? You know, sell product, get their name out there. So right off the bat, um, first, my first buddy, Tech Bates, soft plastic company out of Connecticut, who's getting big. Um, Tackle Supply Depot, similar to Tackle Warehouse, but out of Connecticut. And they're, they're very popular. Of course, Jimmy Sperone and Wicked Weights, man. The Wicked Weights family, right, Sammy? You know that family is, you know, I, I can't even tell you enough about the support we get from Jim and uh, Kevin James, man. Uh, they've, they've connected me with people um, that I would never thought I'd be connected with. And hopefully I got some stuff in the pipeline with like line cutters and, and some other peeps like that. So I'm really excited. Um, you know, our trail was sponsored by, um, uh, or our insurance goes through, uh, the North American Tournament Association. Um, and uh, they do, you know, shout out to uh, Emil over there for <laughs> insuring us. Um, you know, and then we got P-Line Fishing, you know, Ken, Ken Anamoto over there providing us with some stuff. Kai Tech, Nate's Custom Baits, Mega Chomp, uh, Harmony Fishing Tackle, Lure Lock, right? Our boy Glenn Walker over there giving us some goodies. Uh, Crackhead Baits, Crystal Lures. Um, Crackhead. Yeah, I love, that. I love that name. <laughs> and uh, the logo I saw on y'all's website, uh, yeah. fish with a gold tooth. That was great, dude. Yeah. Whoever whoever figured that out, they uh, that's awesome. He's from Michigan. He's a good guy. Viking eyewear. Jack hooked us up. Zico shoes. Don't be a geek, yo. Get some Zicos. That's my famous line. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, hey, hey, hey! I went on the website that. today. I I like there was some good looking shoes on there. I'd wear them and it, my anti microbial like you know something you want to have out on the boat. So yeah, they were good looking shoes. Off. Yeah, thirty percent off. I'll give my code when we're off the air. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then so uh, you know a big thing we have some new partners on for twenty twenty like Logics Baits is on. Um, you know, custom he does custom everything over there, Kyle. Uh, we have um, you know we got. Uh, you know, I, sometimes I lose track of who the hell we got, um, which I'm gonna call it. So the biggest, we have a title sponsor next year, which 
I am amazed by because they're a bigger brand in, in, in the industry. Filthy Anglers is on board. They're title sponsoring us next year. Are you both familiar with Filthy Anglers? I can't say that I am. No, I don't think so. Okay. So you need to check them out uh, when you get a chance. So Filthy Anglers is apparel. Right. They provide sunglasses, hats, hoodies, fishing gloves now, you know, yoga pants for ladies. Um, they are, you know, they're all about, you know, um, a community a like, you know, a community of like minded anglers. Right. Like minded people. That's like their mantra. And um, hey, you have me at yoga pants. Yeah, <laughs> that's a new, I think it's like <laughs> a new addition, dude. Um the, the animals and they have a hoodie that you could hold your beer bottle in now i mean they have everything and you got so, me you know jim sullivan there it is soldier jim sullivan who founded it he's like from massachusetts new hampshire area started in his basement years ago and it went big bought out by a chinese company now i mean they're they have like a, a community of 150,000 filthy members they call them um and they are uh they're the real deal you know, they're the real deal. I didn't realize how big they were until I got involved, to be honest. Um, you know, they know everybody and everybody knows them. Like I interviewed Brian the Carpenter from the Ike Live show uh, two Sundays ago. And uh, he's been building a John boat, right? Oh, dude, go check out the Ike Live show dot com. You know, they're yeah. he has the John boat build. And so when I did the interview, he was on the boat. He was doing a walkthrough on the boat, Ike's boat. And it's just finished. They just put their last episode up. And uh, go check that out because this thing, him and the guy who helped yeah. build Haas, they killed it, killed it. So speaking, nope. speaking of the Ike Live show, not to completely cut you off, but I heard a little rumor. What? What you hear? I heard Ike might be interested in uh, fishing some Slay Nation events. Dude, let me tell you something. So we had BTC on Brian the Carpenter, right? Because I love the Ike Live show and I love him and. Yeah, I, I knew I wouldn't get uh, Ike, right? And so got him on, talked. And then that following Monday is when I did the Scott Martin interview and uh, Jody Quinn, right, from the TOC. And uh, dude, he was dropped. on here first, just saying. You know. Oh, that's, I saw that one. Yeah, I saw that interview. <laughs> we, big, we beat you to it, Ike. Love you, Jody. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he was a good interview. So um, they capped off and they're like, Brian Carpenter, you had a big weekend. You had a little interview thing. Why don't you talk about it? So they dropped Slay Nation. Right. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting there listening. I think I peed my pants. And then because uh, they get a lot, they get tons of views, yeah, you know, so, that doesn't hurt. And then the, and then they finished the Jody Quinn thing. And then Brian Carpenter says, man, and they started talking about the tiny boat, um, you know, and a small vessel, like how it's just, you know, exploding now. It's all re, re, coming back to life. And uh, Brian Carpenter, he starts like, you know what? I'm excited. I'm going to fish the Slanation Trail here in Jersey. And then Ike's like, wait, one day events. He's like, yep. He's like. Can I, guys like me, like, can I fish it? You know, meaning professional, right? He's like, yeah, why not? And so he's like, I'm going to look into that. So, yeah, we're hoping that he comes to one at least. That'd be really cool. And uh, I told him, you know, we don't have to announce that he's fishing in an event because people will probably go berserk, but I want to be there. Um, Bro, can I be on his team? I, dude, I, I'll, I'll travel. Well, he, he has his, he has his son, Vegas. I'm sure, he, you know, this would be a great opportunity. He can go Father with Vegas son. anytime. He can go with Vegas anytime. <laughs> You can't, yeah. go, you can't go with Sam Jones anytime. You can't go with Sam Bones Jones anytime. Yeah, man. I like it. We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. All right. You know? All right. All right. So, so we, we, we talked about a bunch of good stuff. But going one thing I did want to bring up is uh, in, the, in the rules, there was 
uh, a question that I had. Uh, yeah. And I, I'll, I'll quote it, and it's, it's something just concerned me a little. It was a, uh, it says proper safety gear must be must be with every angler fishing the event. So my question to you is, um, does a canoe or a kayak angler have to wear their PFD in the boat? That with kayak anglers and other kayak series, that's been a serious deal. We see people get hurt, and, and that's just something I, I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, so you know, maybe I, I could clarify a little bit more on the website about that rule, uh, but it is something our directors and myself we go over. Is and it also depends on state regulations. To be honest with you, like I guess it depends on which you're fishing out of. You know, like if you're in a John boat, right, and the and you you know and you're not the trolling motor's off, you could take it off. Right. Just yeah. like in a, boat, you know, when you're in a big boat, if it's not moving, take it off, throw it on, uh, you know, throw it on the deck. Right. Kayak. Obviously, we make everybody wear it. Right. They have it on one. They don't really have much room to put it somewhere. Right. But they can't come to an event and not have it at all. So kayak guys. Yes, they're wearing it. Uh, the canoe guys. Um, I mean, the canoe guys, I kind of treat that the same as the John boat guys, you know, Um you know, if it's not moving, yeah, you could take it off. Um, when it's on, you wear it. I mean, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, I probably could clarify that better on the website. Uh, but as far as, you know, when you get more intimate and we're directing our own trails, that is something we bring up and um, are passionate about safety. But I guess, you know, I should probably phrase that differently, to be quite honest with you. If people are going to go on the website um, to help take that question out <clears throat> of the uh, equation. And everything else, I mean, just looking through the rules, we answered everything else. Uh, it, I mean, everything seems reasonable. That was just the one question I had. Yeah. What no. uh, I haven't read through the rules personally, Dan. What's the or I, I guess Frank, you can answer this. Uh, what is the horsepower rating on the motor? So you know, with the trolling motors, it goes you know pound thrust. You know, fifty-five pound thrust, whatever. So this year we did a cap of. I think we did 75 pound thrust was the cap, right? For a John boat. Um, and then next year, I think we're going to just eliminate that, right? We're not going to have uh, a max on trolling motor thrust. Okay. Um, so what about electric outboards though? So like a guy has got like a three horse outboard. Can't use those trolling motor only. So nothing other than a trolling motor. Okay. Okay. So if I got a John boat, let's say I got a, 15 16 foot john boat and i want to put 100 100 hor or 100 uh pound thrust min coat on there i can do that yeah yep yep zing, you know, zinga, zinga, zinga. people ask me yeah zinga zinga right but i'm like listen i don't care how fast you're going you're like everybody else you got to find fish because y'all huh? take i'll take a kayak guy all right a kayak tournament guy and i'll put them right using a paddle or or the pedal system and I'll put them against a jumbo guy with a 112-pound thrust trolling motor. I'll put my money in a kayak guy any day. You know what Ooh. I mean? Because Now, are you just saying that because you're on a kayak fishing podcast? I might be, but I'm not. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I I'm mean, just, we I, love it either way. But. I know you do. Um, but, but to be honest, you got to find the fish. I don't care. Uh, to me, it does not. All right. Listen, you want to get from the boat launch to the other side in, in five minutes? Be my guest. Right, be my guest because you just drove past all the fish. I, like, I'll be honest, yeah, you can cover spots here and there, but guess what? In a tournament, you can't just go wherever the hell you want because there's other people fishing spots. So that's my theory on it, and I, I don't get any pushback on it because I'll push back with my passion. Um, 
you know, some guys ask, well, how is that fair if a guy's in a 15 foot jumbo and I'm in my kayak? Then don't fish the trail. What do you want me to tell you? You know, if you want to have fun, come fish. I don't see, you know, that's, yeah. or if you, if, if you think it's unfair, then go get a jumbo or go, I don't know. You could stand up in your kayak now. Like, um, I have kayak guys probably win more than the jumbo guys, you know, um, or gals. And it's just, I don't think it one way or the other that matters because at the end of the day, it's a fishing tournament and you have to go catch fish. And that's, yeah, the I like it. I, I'm know? all for it. I'd like, like to fish against guys in bass boats personally, but that's, that's me. Yeah, see, but that's that's a competitor inside you, and, and that's is. what makes it fun too. That's what makes it fun, you know. So we're gonna ma- we're not gonna do a max on a, th- a pound thrust, but it has to be trolling only, um, a trolling motor only, and um, and that's it. And listen, if guys want to go zoom zoom, right? They had they could burn through their battery, and then the guys texting me later, hey, I need a tow in, you know, I went up the river too far or whatever. So DQ. You know. That's on, that's on. Yeah. And yeah. That's happened before. That's happened before. And I tell them, well, if you brought one battery, why'd you go so far? Like that's on you, you know? Yeah. Okay. Good well, question. let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about where this is going. What, uh, what do you see in the future for this, uh, for this organization? So, you know, obviously we want to be in every state, right? That's the ultimate goal is to get a series in every state, a successful series, by that right i don't mean i'm not satisfied with having a trail with four members right it's not really a trail right that's just fishing with a few buddies um if it starts there that's fine that happened in a few uh, a few tra- not few but one trail in particular and it was a- year one i mean yeah uh. year one um so i i don't mind that but i want i would like successful because i want the directors to feel successful too right uh, that's a big part of it. That's what keeps them coming back is that they're having fun, feeling success. Um, and so we'd like to do that. But ultimate goal is to be able to have a gigantic sleigh fest, right? A gigantic convention, big fishing tournament, uh, you know, somewhere in the middle of the United States where everybody can come just like a KBF event, right? If you qualify for one of the championships and all right, here's it's up here in uh, Gunnersville, whatever, right? No matter where you are, you got to try to make it down there. You qualified somehow. Um, but I'm going to make it so you don't have to qualify yet. If you're a member, you come fish and we're taking little baby steps towards that next year, 2020, the Northeast region, we're going to do what's called beast of the East, the battle of the slayers. So seven States, uh, Maine, New Hampshire, mass, Connecticut, New York, uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. We are all going to, we're Connecticut's hosting it, right? I said, I'm going to do it in my state for the first year. Um, and we're going to have a, a, like, you know, a regional, right? I, I like to stay away from the term regional because everybody uses it. I like to be different. So that's our beast of the East. Um, then we have our Florida and Georgia. They're doing a, a border wars. They're going to have a little regional amongst themselves, you know. Uh, then we have Oklahoma and Texas doing a Red River showdown. Like, you know, those guys Ooh. are for that. Yeah. So they're going to do something there. And then we're looking at, you know, South Dakota, Minnesota, Nebraska, see if they could work something out on their end. So we're starting with the mini Slay Fest conventions like that, right? And in hopes of building excitement. And then as we build, um, we can, you know, do a gigantic one. That's the ultimate goal um, and get Canada Canada going in there, which I got to give a shout out to our Canada director, Jerry, who had some very scary health issues last year. He didn't, he was unable to run his, uh, his trail. He had heart and kidney failure. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then like two months ago, you know, and it, you know, and it always gets me a little upset, but 
he texted me one day. I'm at work, lunch break, and I get a text from Jerry. He's like, hey, Frank, I have to go in for a, a major surgery. And because my heart is so weak, um, there's a 50-50 survival chance, survivor rate. And he's oh, like, I thank, just want to thank you for the opportunity, being a part of something. Uh, you know, he just left a really nice message, man. And I said, dude, I said, listen, Jerry, I was like, I'll be talking to you Friday. You know, and, and he, he's back in action, ready to go, smoking his stogies. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, so I want to give a shout Give out it up, Jerry. man. Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, so what you call it, uh, you know, so that's uh, sometimes those little things make you, you know, realize, Hey man, um, you know, you gotta take one day at a time and do what you're passionate about. You know, just like you say, I'm taking a leap and doing your own thing, man, with your own company, dude. You know, it's like, you just gotta say, you know what, this is the opportunity. I only get one life. Uh, let's make something happen. You know, that's right. That's right, man. I can't think of any better way to to end this thing off with that statement right there. Um, you know, we get one chance. Short, you gotta do what you love. We love this fishing thing. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why you're doing Slay Nation, and we're doing it for all the people that love this fishing thing. So, uh, That's right. perfect way to wrap it up right there, Frank. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you coming on the show, dude. Before we say goodbye, is there anyone else you want to give a shout-out to or say thank you to? Absolutely. Uh, yep, love my beautiful wife, Christine Provolone, right? And my kiddos, Jackson and Francesca, They're right? Their little asses better be in bed. Um, and, also, <laughs> and also a big, you know, this is it, a woo to all the slayers out there that show the love and support every day. We can't do this without you and to my phenomenal directors, right? I'll tell you right now, I got a great group of guys. Everybody's going through some baloney in our personal lives, but when we get together on our thread uh, and start chatting and, and lift each other up, that's what it's all about. want to thank all the veterans out there, EMT and first responders for what you do and all of our great supporters and partners. And I want to thank uh, you, Dan Perry and Sam Jones for doing a great podcast. I'm telling everybody to follow you. Um, and I'm going to keep supporting you guys. And I appreciate you letting me come on here and share my passion and slay nation. And we just dropped a slay, a lady slayer trail only drop that this afternoon. Um, that's something I would love to talk about another time is getting the women more involved into the tournament scene because it's predominantly males. And I think that's important. And, uh, that's going to be an online only series so we can spread it across the nation before we bring it state to state. So thank you both so much for having us on. Check us out, SlayNationTournamentFishing.com. Whoa! Dang. All uh, right, folks. You, you might have done that before. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I practiced. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I, I was in sales for a little bit, Dan. I'm a smooth talker, baby. I hear you. Well, I mean, how much is what you've been able to accomplish in one year? We'll have you back on soon. Uh, I, there's, I just expect it to blow up your format growing the sport uh thank you so much for being on the show thank you i appreciate it brothers yeah it was awesome man thanks for coming on thanks. we'll talk thanks, to man. you soon everyone yep. else hang tight we'll be back from the commercial break in just a moment this is bucky buckstabber founder and executive director of the fly fishing collaborative at the fly fishing collaborative also known as ffc we mobilize the fly fishing community outdoor enthusiasts and people of goodwill everywhere to create sustainable solutions to poverty and human trafficking. We have many different initiatives to accomplish this goal, but our primary focus is building organic and environmentally friendly aquaponics farms for communities suffering from trafficking because of a lack of resource. 
If you're interested in funneling your passion for the outdoors to benefit those that need help the most, then visit flyfishingcollaborative.org. Josiah Pleasant, Executive Director of Agathos Village here to specifically invite you to positively impact the vulnerable in Juneau, Alaska in partnership with FFC. Bucky and I have been blessed to be a part of Transformational Impact Abroad and are stoked to bring our lessons learned home to serve the marginalized. If it breaks your heart to know that the vulnerable are literally left out in the cold, don't have community, a home, or healthy food, join us to make a tangible impact by donating or making plans to volunteer with us. You can donate at www.flyfishingcollaborative.org and write Alaska in the notes to help us help others. All right, we're back. It's time to uh, do something that we haven't got to do in a few episodes. Talk about some upcoming tournaments. We got a uh, last chance event and a pretty cool charity event that happens. Um, it's an annual event now. Mr. Ron Champion putting together the Racked tournament. Dan, break That's it right. down for us. Yeah, on uh, this weekend, uh, Saturday, December 7th and the 8th. So it's a two-day tournament online. It's Ron Champion's third annual Racked tournament. And that's... Uh, the random acts of Christmas kindness. So it's a two day event event from 6 a.m. on Saturday all the way to 5 p.m. on Sunday. And the interesting thing about it, it's a catchboard hog trophy, the one, but it's three fish, whoever has the longest, three trophies, all the proceeds go to charity, but it's the three biggest crappie or sockeye. <laughs> bass and bluegill brim so whatever you you have to have all three to qualify for longest weight but whenever you add all three of your weights together you do it through tourney x that's where you register and so it, first second and third is going to be the biggest of those three fish total so the only person doing that very interesting charity it's a great thing and i know it's charity but some of the names that you're going to be fishing against just to get a trophy above Ron or, you know, yeah. uh, Hopi world champion or the oars, uh, Jackson and his dad are on there. I, I mean, it's just a who's who right now. I think there's 50 people signed up. There'll be more by the weekend. It's only $20. Even if you, you know, even right if you there. only get fish for a few hours, you're donating $20. Even it's if you can't thing. fish, you know, yeah. just jump on support. I'm going to go out Sunday. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to catch a bluegill or a crappie or not, but I'm going to go fishing Sunday. So I'm going to sign up. I would have signed up anyway, but uh, I'll try and put a, I'll try and put a big bass. I'm going to go to uh, Lake Newton over in Illinois. So oh, is that, yeah. that power plant lake? That's the power plant lake. Yep. Oh, yep. We're going to get I up into the fifties. Mm -hmm. So I'm going like to head it. over there. Anybody wants to join me too bad because this podcast is, well, no, podcast airing on Friday. So, yeah, anybody wants to join me, give me a holler. Um, heading over to Newton. So, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun tournament. And again, great cause. Get involved. 20 bucks. And you can find that on Tourney X or you can go to Ron Champions. Uh, I think it's Ron Champion Professional uh, Fisherman. You can look on his Facebook page and you can find the, the link on there. And next. The last chance to get into the KBF National Championship 2020 on Lake Gunnersville, the Big G, is a KBF Florida Open. And that's Saturday, December 14th, 
on the St. John's River. I think it's sponsored by Flagger Beach, but it's on the St. John's. And right now, I, I'm not sure. I, I think I had read before at least 12 people are going to qualify for a national championship. I'm not 100% about that. But right now, only 12 people are registered. Obviously, mm. it's a week and a half away, so you're going to have some more people sign up. But it looks like you're going to have a dang good chance to get into the NC and fish with maybe a thousand other people but uh, and hold up that big maybe $100,000 Happy Gilmore check. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I fished St. John's a few times, both with Bassmaster and uh, just actually last January. Me and some friends went and camped there. But it's just a great place to go, great fishing. The launches, there's not a whole lot of launches, so some people are going to be stacked up. But it's you get to fish a few different lakes. It's George, all the way down to Astor, Florida. You can fish uh, Crescent. So it's you can't fish Rodman, but it's a lot of uh, a lot of water that you can fish. So people will spread out a little bit. But uh, if you've never been there, I wish if I didn't have family out, uh, things going on, I know I would be there because I love to fish it. Um, but yeah, St. John's River next weekend, the 13th, uh, the I'm sorry, just the 14th but your last chance to get into the national championship. So if you aren't signed up and you, you're wanting to get in, there's the last way to do it. So sign up as soon as you can. Great, so you, great place, beautiful water. And this time of the year, alligators, you don't have to worry about. So, yeah. So you're not throwing your uh, name in the hat on this one? Dan? No, it's it's seven and a half, a half hours away. I've got some things going on. It's a hop, skip, like, and a jump, buddy. Yeah. I, I really wish I could because I would just go out there with no – no practice. It, honestly, I might would have twisted my wife's arm to get into it. But for me, most of the fishing I've ever done has been south of the Astor Bridge. I like that backwater stuff down in a, a Dexter and a Mud Lake, the lake south of Astor. I, I like that backwater area. So I, I don't know why they didn't open that up. But still, George, I mean, the Bassmaster, they were there this year and they caught them all uh, around the island, Rick Clun and all them, he won. But they caught him around the island on the north end of George. So, yeah, I mean, this year, that south-south end of south of Astor didn't play, so it might not, that might not be where the fish are anyway. So it's early pre-spawn, early December. I've never fished that time of year. I fished down there in Florida a few weeks in January, a few different years. But I've never fished in December. I'm guessing that's still early, early pre-spawn. You know, rattle traps, chatterbaits. Get Jody Queen's three-eighths chatterbait, jackhammer chatterbait, and go mm -hmm. win you some money and get into a national championship. Nice. Well, it's cool to actually talk about some upcoming tournaments. So we'll talk about uh, the winner of the Racked event next week. Um, we don't have anyone lined up just yet, but... We are going to be announcing our Christmas giveaway oh, next oh, week. Oh. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. You'll have to listen to the episode to get the details on the giveaway and how to win. Um, so be ready for that one. Other than that, we got some new paddle and fin hats. Message us for the details on that. They look pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, you do. can check them out 
on our Facebook. I posted some on my Instagram at Jones and two fish. If you want to check them out there, but uh, yeah, give us a shout. Any one of us host or Brian or message the paddle and fin page to get details, not on the site yet, but they are available. Um, so yeah, great episode. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and we'll see you next week. Wear your life jackets, people. Do you love our podcast and want to help support us even more? Well, now you can. You can simply go to patreon.com forward slash paddle, the letter N, Finn. Or you can also go to anchor.fm forward slash paddle, the letter N, Finn. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jigmasters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.